This is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. I'm continuing to read the insights I found while seeking to understand what the scriptures say the true church of God should look like. All of this information comes from my free ebook titled The True Church of God, and it can be downloaded freely at the freegiftfromgod.com website. So let me continue reading, and I hope you find something of value in the insights the Lord has given to me. The fifth and final ministry gift the Lord has given to the church is the gift to be able to teach. Now, before going too much further, all Christians need to understand two things. Christ is the only true teacher and all teaching comes from him through the power of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, all Christians are to be taught by God. These principles are shown in the following scriptures. But you are not to be called a rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brethren. Matthew 23, verse 8. When we have just one teacher who is the Christ, and as we see in John chapter 1, verse 38, rabbi means teacher. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. John chapter 6, verse 45. Our teacher is God, who teaches us through the words of Jesus Christ and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Note these words. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow or everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Hebrews 8, verses 10 and 11. The teachings of the Lord go deep, working on the hearts and minds of people. The intent of his teaching and the way the Lord teaches us is to change our nature so that his words are not mere head knowledge. Instead, we are transformed so that our nature aligns with what we are being taught and to deviate from the truths of the Lord is no longer a part of our nature. Knowing this, it may seem odd that one of the ministry gifts is to be a teacher. The work of a teacher is to bring the words of the Lord to the forefront of the minds of his people. Teachers explain how the gospel works in and on people. They open up the word of the Lord for those who are to hear God's words so that they can begin to understand. The teacher speaks the words given him by the Lord, and the Holy Spirit interprets the words to each individual in a way that they can personally understand. Like all of the other gifts, Teachers are given their gift for the purpose of building up the church, and teaching is a gift that is especially important. It is important because teachers need to ensure that they are teaching the truth of the doctrine. In spite of what I mentioned above, teaching is an important ministry gift because teachers are in a position to sway the hearts and minds of the people in the church. They can lift them up or drag them down. They can preach the truth of the freedom in Jesus Christ or they can sink the people into a mire of bondage. And we all know the destructive damage that false teachers can do to individuals and the church. Those who teach hold an important place and role in the church, as indicated in several other scriptures. Think of this one. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honour, especially those who labour in preaching and teaching. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. It is a great honour to be a teacher and to be able to teach the word of God to the people of the Lord. We know that some will not hear it, some will reject the word outright, and some will fall away from the Lord. 
but the teacher is worthy of honour because the work they do is not easy. In this day and age, where so much false teaching has invaded the broad church over the past two millennia, and where the devil has injected his lies and half-truths into the church to lead astray the people of God, the role of the teacher is even more difficult and important than it ever was. Because there is so much false teaching in the church that has been passed down from generation to generation, some of which I cover elsewhere in this book, teachers are going to be judged with greater strictness than those who do not teach. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, for you know that we who teach shall be judged with greater strictness. For we all make many mistakes, and if anyone makes no mistakes in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body also. James chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Why will teachers be judged more strictly? Because they are charged with bringing the truth of the gospel and the new covenant to the congregations of the church. If they teach what is false, and doctrines that will bring people into condemnation, bondage or guilt, or if they teach falsehoods to gain power, status or to line their own pockets, then they will be judged for the lies they taught and the suffering they caused. Everyone makes many mistakes, as James says above, and it is in our words that we fail most often. The perfect man is the one who makes no mistakes in what he says, and no one is perfect in that way. The Lord has offered perfection by faith, and he overlooks our mistakes, knowing that we are all works in progress. But those who teach are giving their words to others to teach them, so it is important they get it right. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes teachers get it wrong. Sometimes they have been deluded by the devil, and sometimes they are sprouting false teachings as taught to them by former generations or their teachers in Bible schools, colleges or universities. Sometimes the fundamental doctrine of some churches is just accepted as truth, but is in fact a lie that was planted by the devil years, decades or centuries ago. The teacher has a responsibility to find out the truth and to sift the teachings of the church to divide what is right from what is wrong. Teachers must ensure that what they are teaching to the church is the truth. It is important that teachers get it right, because if they fail, they will be judged more strictly, as James wrote. Knowing this, you might think, why would anyone want to be a teacher? It is a double-edged sword. Teachers are worthy of double honour, but because of that, they are to be judged with greater strictness. It's a bit like saying, to those whom much is given will much be required. Teachers, more than anyone else, need to rely on the Holy Spirit to teach them and guide them into the truth so that they can impart the truth to those around them. Teachers need to question everything and weigh everything up against the gospel. They need to pray over issues to seek the truth where there are questions and shades of doubt. They need to search the scriptures to search out truth from error. They need to look at what is being taught in the churches and see whether the scriptures agree. And sometimes they need to look back at the scriptures and words in their original languages of Greek and Hebrew to see whether there are other shades of meaning in the words that the translators of the Bible may have missed or overlooked. Just as teachers and all the rest of us make many mistakes in what we say, as James pointed out, the Bible translators, who for the most part have done an excellent job, do not always get the whole picture. As language changes over time, the meaning of words sometimes change also. Some of the words used in early Bible translations now have different meanings. 
Some words have fallen out of common usage. Some have different meanings and some actually have the opposite meaning today compared to what they meant when the translations were made. Teachers need to consider all of these things to find the truth and so pass that truth onto the church. The work of teachers in conjunction with the other ministry gifts is to bring the church to maturity in Jesus Christ, as we are told in Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 15. And his gifts were that some should be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the cunning of men, by their craftiness in deceitful wiles. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. That's Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 15. It is the teachers who bring the doctrine that allows the church to learn. Led by the Lord through the Holy Spirit, teachers help the church to reach maturity in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit takes the teachings to imprint them on the hearts and minds of the Lord's people so that they grow into maturity to be able to stand in the face of opposition and to stand in the presence of God. It is only the teachings of truth that will enable the people and the church to come to maturity and to reach the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Lies, falsehoods and false teachings will never bring a Christian to maturity. That is why teachers must seek and find the truth and why they will be judged harshly when and if they do not. One of the key sets of teachings a teacher must learn and be confident in are the foundational teachings of Christianity. I will look briefly at those in another section of this book, and I've written a detailed book on these titled The Six Foundation Teachings of Jesus Christ that can be downloaded for free in PDF format from my website at freegiftfromgod.com That's all I have for this week. I hope you found it interesting, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I continue looking at these aspects of the true church of God. All of the information I'm covering here is contained in a free ebook titled The True Church of God that can be downloaded from the freegiftfromgod.com website. So until next week, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and hoping you have a blessed week ahead. God bless.